The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to One Hour at a Time. Recovery begins with education and host Mary Woods is here to educate individuals and families and provide support through the recovery process. Now here's your host, Mary Woods. Welcome to One Hour at a Time with Mary Woods. And of course, I'm John McAndrew, your guest host. And I do this quite often now and I'm... uh, I am glad to do it, and today we have a special show, and we're lucky to have a couple of people from Nashville and and other places who have been in the the field of addiction and recovery for many, many years, and they offer not only expertise, uh, expertise, but I think just experience and knowledge into the the changing world of, of treatment for addictions, and our show is called Integrative Treatment for Addictions, and our guest is Holly Cook. And she's the executive director of Integrative Life Center here in Nashville. And we're lucky to also have their CEO, Lee McCormick. And welcome to both of you. Hi, John. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, John. I want to give a little background material so our listeners can know uh, who you are and where you're coming from. And I'm going to start with Holly, who is a licensed professional counselor and mental health service provider with 25 years of experience in uh, addictions and mental health fields. She's had the opportunity to train over the years with several of the masters in therapy, uh, and many of these names uh, are very familiar to folks. In addition to her clinical training and experience, Holly has managed several programs and received numerous awards for her leadership here and abroad. As an international trainer and consultant, she's provided training on various topics, which we'll talk about today, such as trauma and addiction, motivational interviewing, adolescent development and treatment, adolescent substance abuse, developing trauma-informed services, and creating effective treatment systems for women on welfare. And we're going to touch a little bit later, too, Holly, on Integrative Life Center has a tremendous facility. It's called Morning Star Extended Care for Women, and we'll probably talk about that a little later. And Lee McCormick is a bit of a character, and I've known Lee a little bit over the years from a distance and personally, and he's the co-founder of Integrative Life Center in Nashville, also the founder of the Ranch Recovery Center near Nashville, Tennessee. He's founded several programs, and they kind of go on here. Um, Lee is known for workshops, sacred journey workshops, and other recovery and personal growth experiences. He's also the author of a wonderful book called Spirit Recovery Meditation Journal and also contributed to the Chicken Soup for the Recovering Soul, which everybody's got one of those. Uh, Lee was an executive producer of a film called Dreaming Heaven. It was a documentary, actually, on spiritual awakening and experience, and it's a tremendous film. And he's involved in many, many creative things in this field, and uh, 
I encourage you all to go to the, their website, and uh, we'll give you that information. Kind of look up all the different things. Lee happens to be a songwriter and a singer, and it says here a very talented one. We'll see if Lee agrees with that. <laughs> yeah. And Lee has had a long, long history with horses. He's been an owner of a cattle company for uh, many years, and I think uh, we'll talk about equine therapy also. And, uh, Lee is a, a counselor, certified chemical dependency counselor, spiritual teacher. He's a guide in many uh, types of meditation and philosophies. And he lives in Nashville and Malibu. I'm not quite sure if Lee ever lives anywhere. I think he lives in space, and because uh, I hear he's everywhere all the time. So the two of you, I welcome you to the show after those long bios, and people know who you are. Welcome, Holly. Thank you. It's good to be and, here. And welcome, Lee. Thanks, John. I kind of do live in space, so I, that's where <laughs> we met, I think, the first time. That's right. That's right. It, we're really fortunate today to have two people with not only educational backgrounds, but just years and years of experience working in the field. And many times on our show, we talk about substance abuse and mental health. We talk about addiction. We talk about a recovery. And for those of the folks, those folks that have been in this wheel for a long time, things have changed. Um, and the concepts of addiction and treatment have changed. And I know that both of you have worked in sort of restrictive uh, environments and work with other companies. I think you both bring all these experiences and talent to Integrative Life Center. And I got to, I have to tell the people that are in the Nashville area, it is such a wonderful resource for the Nashville area and we'll learn more about, more about you today. And um, that's why we're kind of have we're excited to have you on the show. So, Holly, I want to, let's go to where you pick up the phone and it's Lee McCormick and he has this idea and he asks you to be the executive director of a, of a new facility called Integrative Life Center. How did that go? Well, actually, John, what happened is that um, we had this conversation in a sweat lodge and Lee, uh, I hadn't seen Lee for quite a few years and, and had heard about some of the stuff that he was doing at the ranch and was intrigued about that. And mm-hmm. he was um, doing a sweat lodge one weekend, and I went with a friend of mine, and we reconnected, and we had lunch. He asked me to go to lunch, and we talked a little bit about um, just the philosophy of treatment that we both had had been involved with in the past. and really some of the ideas that he had about treatment based on his experience with the ranch and uh-huh. wanting to uh, start an uh, um, intensive outpatient program. And what we realized is that philosophically we were both on the same page in that we had seen people be successful in residential or inpatient treatment programs, but then once they got out and got back involved in what we call real life, that a lot of mm-hmm. folks didn't have the skills they didn't they hadn't practiced the skills long enough to really be able to get back on their feet um, after being kind of sequestered for 30 or, or 60 or 90 days and so we um, the more we talked about this project the more excited I got because it was all of the things that I had 
come to believe, uh, of, you know, after working in the field for 20, 25 years. Mm-hmm. And um, so it just, it, it evolved from that, and he made me an offer I couldn't refuse, so to speak, and so we've been off and running since that time, and that was about three and a half years ago. So we're a relatively new program, but um, in the three and a half years, we've, we've I think, done some pretty incredible things. Mm-hmm. Lee, well, you know, what made you uh, pursue and make the phone call to Holly? I know that Holly has, uh, is really well known throughout the industry, but in particular, what are the, what are the things that made you pick up the phone and, and call her? Because I know you're a pretty intuitive kind of a person, and you must have had a good reason or feeling about that when you made the call. Um. Well, it's kind of funny. You know, Holly and I actually grew up, at, um, we grew up together at the, at the, in the same town in Florida, in Jack's Beach. Oh, wow. She, I think my cousin was her first boyfriend. He was. Uh-oh. This is turning you know, into so a reality show. It was really show. funny. We, we literally hadn't seen each other since high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew she was here in town. I'd heard that over and over again, and for whatever reason, you know, never really reached out. Um, but... I basically, John, kind of made a deal with the universe several years ago that um, if the universe will just will deal the hand and, and, and connect me to the people when I'm starting something or, or have an idea, and I'll just talk about it openly, and people respond. And, uh, you know, Holly had a great reputation, and I knew she had a lot of experience, um, and when I started talking about the idea, it was really just one thing led to the other. And when I say that I, I told the universe, you know, you deal the hand, God, and I'm just going to play it, okay? I don't want to have to reshuffle the deck all the time. That's really the way I work. Um, mm-hmm. You just give me a group of people. We will connect. We'll create a community. Um, we'll, you know, people that are lined out and that um, are congruent with the focus and the mission and the idea – you know, we'll just start, and we go. And um, if, you know, some people come and some people go, and and that's really how this came together. But Holly and I were really kindred spirits in, in that I don't think either one of us um, were willing to accept what the business model of recovery says is good enough. Right, exactly. You know, and I know... What I wa- what I watch in this business is how the clients are responding, um, and I know Holly does the same thing. You know, it is a business, but my first responsibility in this is to is to give the humans that are looking for help the opportunity to reclaim who they really are from you know the way they've given themselves away to the world. And Holly happens to have that same perspective and holds that space as a professional. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm the dreamer guy who says, no, this isn't good enough. We've got to find a better way to do it. And right. I don't care how much money we're making. It's still not good enough. And it's Correct. not about how much money we're making. It's about how effective are we. Mm-hmm. And, and there's yeah. a lot of people out there making a lot of money who want to equate their effectiveness in the field with their bottom line every year. And that's just, that's not right. That's bullshit. Right. And that's the nature of trying to do business. I'll tell you one thing that sticks out to me. And I want to ask, I'll ask Lee first and then Holly. Mm-hmm. The, the term Integrative Life Center uh, and then your logo really says 
An awful lot. And when did that idea spawn, Lee? And then when did you think you could actually make it happen? The original idea to start the Integrative Life Center was because of, you know, being the owner of the ranch for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that there was a real need for a congruent continuum of care for ranch clients. Um, okay. The ranch had a little more, the ranch had a more open philosophy. We were out of the box, you know, so to speak. Um, and there was a challenge for clients leaving the ranch when they would go back into traditional sober living or traditional IOPs. Those were way more rigid and structured and a very specific point of view and belief system around recovery and, and being an addict. And so a lot of times our clients were leaving treatment grounded and they'd done their work and they were resistant to a very rigid, traditional recovery point of view. Mm-hmm. And so it just wasn't congruent. So I said, you know, we, we need a continuum of care because no matter how good our inpatient programs are, recovery doesn't happen in treatment. And regardless of how great a salesman we are and how good we are at telling everyone that we're the best treatment program in the country, um, it's still that, that model alone is not effective. Right. And that's, that's just the truth. And so... The only way I saw to address the need was to create a greater continuum in ILC was my answer to that, you know. Okay. Um, an integrative life center, it just it says what this is because what we work with is a whole human being. We don't work with an addiction. We work with a person. Or you work with a person with a traumatic history, a person with whatever. It's, if we're not working with the human, then I question what are you really doing? Because it's it's the state of that person as a human being yeah. um, that's either happy and and well adjusted and centered and balanced or not. Right. We're about to go to break, and we're talking with Lee McCormick, the CEO of Integrative Life Center, and their executive director Holly Cook. And when we we come back, we're going to pursue the questions of. Um, how Lee took this idea and got a, holy, uh, got a hold of Holly and how they've put this program together. It's very, very interesting. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. 
because shift happens. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back to One Hour at a Time, and we've been talking with Lee McCormick, the CEO of Integrative Life Centers in Nashville, and their executive director, Holly Cook. And uh, we're going to pursue, pursue the little thread of discussion that we've had about uh, Lee's dream. Lee has been in this field for a long, long time. He's the founder and, of the Ranch Recovery Center in uh, Nunnally, Tennessee, very well-respected, very well-known facility. But in the last segment, Lee talked about treating the human being and uh, Lee is a dreamer a very creative person uh, incredible ideas and he, he's one of those people that makes a lot of things happen but in comes Holly Cook who's going to make this very practically work and so Holly you got the call from Lee and, and uh, how did you start to work and go ahead and start to put this together well, it, it's funny, and Lee, I don't know if you remember this or not, but when, when Lee and I were talking about me coming to work with him, one of the things, he had put together a team of people who were just incredibly bright and creative, uh, all who happened to be right-brained. <laughs> and he okay. said, we actually need an adult who's going to be able to tell us what to do. We have all these ideas, but, but we need somebody who's going to be able to say, okay, so this is how you make these ideas happen. And um, I, I worked overseas for a um, company called Science Applications International Corporation. And I worked with them on a contract that they had with the military to provide adolescent drug and alcohol treatment services. And I had the benefit of uh, receiving a lot of training in project management, personnel management, program development and management that most clinicians probably don't get in their, I mean, certainly we don't get it in our training as clinicians. Right. And because of that training, I, I think have a, a nice combination of being able to look at things from a programmatic point of view, a business point of view, and then also the clinical point of view. And so um, really my job has been to take the ideas that we come up with and to work with the um, the clinicians that we have in our program and Lee and then be able to put those ideas into practical application. And um, so that's we, we talk about Lee has the vision and the ideas and my job is to kind of bring his feet back down to the ground and say, okay, this is how we can do this. And these are things we can do immediately. These are things we need to wait and do. These are things that we need to put back on the idea shelf because we just can't do it right now. So it's right. been, a, I think, a really nice combination of um, uh, ideas and visions and then being able to, to work with uh, our, our folks here in the Nashville community to be able to operationalize those things. Right. And the first step is facilities. Mm-hmm. And I toured your facilities, and they're all around Nashville, and we'll eventually get to all that. But what I've initially felt when I went to the offices and I went down on what they call Music Row in Nashville. It's a very neighborhood 
feel of an area. Mm-hmm. And you've got several houses in there. Can you tell us how you found those and why you picked that particular area of Nashville to build this? Lee talked really about building a community, so you're almost building a little recovery neighborhood. Is that fair to say? I I think it is. And first and foremost, what we wanted was to provide, um, again, a real-life experience. Oftentimes when you go into treatment centers, they are um, kind of sterile, medically-oriented environments or they are Mm -hmm. in a strip mall somewhere. And we wanted to be in a place where when people came in, they could just exhale and feel like they were at home. And so our uh, Integrative Life Center office is in an old converted home down on Music Row, 16th Avenue South. And prior to us taking uh, the building, it was a music studio. So we believe that the vibration from the music is still living in the building. It's, It's impossible to walk into our building and not feel immediately like uh-huh. you can exhale and just relax and feel safe. Uh-huh. And uh, so that was really important to us. And, and just, you know, from the moment somebody walks in the door, the way our center looks and the way it smells and, um, you know, just we wanted it to be warm and inviting and safe for, for people as they came in to heal and, and begin to transform their lives. Right. You know, John, the, the, being in an old studio, and it's funny because prior to the time that I went to treatment, I actually had a was partners in a graphic design company um, several years ago that was actually two doors down on 16th. <laughs> we did a lot of album covers and, uh-huh. and tour design and stuff like that. But um, so it's kind of like a, a, a second incarnation on the row. Um, oh, wow! But you know, recovery, and this is the way it's always been to me. Recovery is a creative process. It's not. Um, it's not, I've never looked at it like I need to fix what's wrong with me so that I can go back to the life that I was living before um, I stepped into this this self-awareness or self-realization process called recovery. Recovery for me is the opportunity to really look at who am I, what am I doing in this world, you know, and, and what do I want to... What do I choose to take with me from here on forward, and what do I really need to let go of because it's just not authentic and it's just not going to serve me anymore? Mm-hmm. So it's a bigger picture than than what's your diagnosis and what's your drug of choice. It's a much bigger picture and a much greater opportunity than that. And that creative vibe of being in a studio um, is very congruent with with the point of view that I hold about recovery. Recovery is like the doorway to authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's an act of freedom, personal freedom. And that's something that most of us in this culture, in this world that we're born into, that's not the way we've been taught to see life. Right. You know, most of us are taught that we need to do things in order to keep ourselves safe. And there's like always this, for, for a lot of people, there's always this underlying um, energy of fear. Absolutely. That if I'm not keeping myself safe, if I'm not doing what's responsible that, you know, all these things are supposed to add up to happiness. And, you know, we all know that for most people, doing what you're supposed to do your whole life does not necessarily have anything to do with really being happy. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, you know, you, John, you mentioned earlier about our logo, and that's, um, you know, that that's really what the logo represents is that um, uh, pathway back to our center and, you know, yep. back to the truth. And, 
the integrity of who each one of us is as a human being. And that's really what we, what we want our services to be grounded in, is helping people find their center and truth and, and integrity as a human being again. Right. So your offices are down on the row, and I, and I toured them, and you were doing programming. Uh, in the, you have several rooms in there, which are all very flexible to do yoga and dance and several programs. And then you have a women's, now correct me or, or just uh, fill me in on details. There's a men's residential home and a women's residential home right in that vicinity. Is that correct? That's right, huh? We do. We have. We actually have a woman's um, sober living house about a block and a half down from our office, and then we have. We just purchased a house um, uh, one street over on 15th Avenue South, and we have another men's sober house on Ackland Avenue. And so these are all neighborhoods where it's they're community based. They're sidewalks. People are out walking around. Uh-huh. Um, they're close to bus lines. They're close to the the center of the city, and um, so that again, people can live in a safe, comfortable house, but at the same time, be a part of their community and be a part of of uh, Nashville. Right. And, and then we, we have all... you mentioned Morningstar. Yeah. We have Morningstar, which is our extended care program, and we've got two women's houses out on uh, River Road um, in just west of Nashville. Okay, and the homes are. I remember walking with you, and and Lee, you might chime chime in on this. But we walked for a couple of minutes from the office to the one of the residences, and it was. I grew up in the Midwest, and um, a long time ago. I'm about 200 years old now. <laughs> but what? But when I grew up, and in community, you could leave your bike outside. I'm not saying the neighborhoods are that safe there. But I had this old feeling of a community, and uh, I know that you're very welcomed in that area, and we walked over to one of the houses, and I think it's a really powerful piece of recovery to be in the world, like you said, and it doesn't hurt to have a really nice house to live in. Mm -hmm. And Holly, you know, Holly, you mentioned this to me as well. It's very important in recovery to have Beautiful surroundings. The creative part plays a part in that as well. Holly, you help decorate the houses, don't you? Uh huh. Yeah, and they're just beautiful. So, I mean, why is that? Why do you feel that's important? I think that you know we go so far into our own shame when we are active in our addictions, and many of us believe that we don't deserve nice things. And so, you know, we wanted to provide an environment for folks that um, let them know that, no, you do deserve to be in beautiful surroundings and um, you deserve to be in calm surroundings. Um, Again, most of us end up with incredibly chaotic lives in active addiction. And so being able to have a, a home where it is um, you've you've got nice furnishings and you've got a, a calm environment and you have you know, a community of people who are uh, have your best interest in mind. Um, those were just the things that for me 
were things that helped me heal. And, uh, and I just, I've believed that for a long time that providing an environment for folks that was calm and nurturing and safe and clean and, and uh, nice and uh, healing helped people begin to, to believe, yes, I do deserve nice things uh-huh. in my life. And it starts yeah. out with something as simple as, you know, being able to sleep in a, a comfortable bed and, you know, be able to get up and make your bed and go down and have breakfast and, you know, be, be safe. Right. Now, the average stay for one of your uh, people that stay in your IOP program, what is the average stay? We, we encourage people to stay here with us at least three months, and mm-hmm. we've had folks tend to stay a little bit longer, sometimes four or five months and sometimes up to nine months. And again, one of the things that our, our program, a lot of folks talk about doing individualized care, but what we can do as an outpatient provider is that we can truly individualize the way somebody participates in outpatient treatment. And we start out, we may start out with four days a week, and then um, as they've been with us for a while and they're making progress, um, drop them down to three days a week and then two days a week and then once a week. And so we really have that ability to, to truly individualize their treatment. And as we're reducing their dependency on us, we are increasing their connection in the community, in the recovery right. community in Nashville. Nashville has an incredible 12-step recovery community that is yeah. just so open and welcome, welcoming. To, yeah. to folks, particularly young young people. And yeah. so our, we get our folks connected with the 12-step community and, um, uh, and then connected with therapists in the community as well if they have ongoing healing work to do. And um, sure. so it just, you know, we, we have a lot of folks who end up staying in Nashville, even though they may be from someplace else. We've been talking to Holly Cook and Lee McCormick from the Integrative Life Center. I encourage our listeners to go to their website while they're listening to the show. It's, uh, you know, www.integrativelifecenter.com. And we will be right back after this break. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Better communication means better relationships in every sense of the word. When you communicate more effectively and interact more effectively, your life is lived more effectively. Tune in to Talk Time with Trish, featuring host Trish Ferrante and co-host Lisa Stewart. Our program is all about the human element. We are all comprised of parts and stuff that we may be aware of or others may be aware of. When we become aware of what others are aware of, it means more to us. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. 
The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back. And, of course, I'm John McAndrew, your guest host. I uh... I enjoy very much being able to do this show uh, because I get to meet people such as our guests today. And we've been talking with Holly Cook, the Executive Director of Integrative Life Centers in Nashville, and Lee McCormick, the CEO. And uh, we're talking about the integrative approach to treatment and how the treatment model has changed over the years. I think all of us agree, and many listeners may and may not, but I think most of you do, that treatment in the addiction field used to be kind of like spend a bunch of money and send your son on a jet to a place where there's a palm tree, and then they come back in 30 days, and they're expected to be completely well. And basically, I think we all agree they've discovered that they have a disease of alcoholism or addiction but then what, you know, and I think this model that that Lee and Holly are really working on, I think, in, a, in a, and to use the word intensive, I think it's a very intensive experiment that's going on. Uh, they're very flexible. Their center is beautiful, and they've got residential homes in the area, and, and I don't want to forget to talk about Morningstar for the program is over, but I wanted to talk, Holly and Lee, about, the integrative approach and the different programs that you have, and you cover many, many areas of recovery. And all of us know, um, I don't want to be flip about this, but almost anybody you talk to, either themselves or their mom and dad or someone in their family, has an issue with mental illness or substance abuse. I mean, co-occurring, dual diagnosis. It's really prevalent. And I see this attempt by you to really cover a lot of different issues. So maybe we could talk a little bit about your different programs. Mm-hmm. Sure. Do you want to talk a little bit about integrative and why that was so important to you, Lee, when you started? Yeah. The, um, you know, the term integrative for me, <clears throat> again, it comes back to uh, working with the whole person. Right. Um, working with with them as a whole person, as opposed to the way that we're taught to see the world and, and culturally the way we operate in the United States is everything's compartmentalized. Um, you know, you could say the belief is that if I'm an alcoholic, if I address that compartment of having an addiction to alcohol and I stop drinking, you know, then I should be okay. And that's just simply, it's not that easy. Um, and, and so integrative is bringing all the pieces, all the aspects together um, and allowing each individual to have a menu of opportunities for experience. 
Um, and what I'm saying is that uh, you might do acupuncture, you might do yoga, you might do um, massage, um, you know, you, you might have a psychoeducational group, you might have a psychodrama group, you might do um, EMDR. I mean, there's, there's whole arrays of modalities, practices, um, offerings that have come over, really over the course of human history. You know, you go back to something like acupuncture um, that's thousands of years old. And, and we've tried to bring as eclectic and effective a mix of offerings together as we could because different people respond to different approaches. We're not all the same. We're all unique. Every person out there is a unique individual. And so the, the more we can offer from an integral place where everything we offer, we do it really well, or our practitioners or our adjunct people do it really well, then mm-hmm. the greater opportunity each individual has to find something that resonates with them. You know, and right. for instance, if you may be 12-step oriented and that works great for you and you may have absolutely no interest in 12-step work. And if you don't, then what about that person? You know, right. I watched many people for many years be told that if they, if they didn't want to do 12-step work, that they were non-compliant and they were going to fail. And I was like, you know, that's just crazy. You don't, there's no respect for the individual in that. Mm-hmm. So it's really based in respect for the individual. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what we've been able to do is we've been able to work with um, addictions, eating disorders, and um, trauma-related disorders. Okay. And what we did, John, is we designed all of our services to come from a trauma-informed perspective um, because we know that the uh, correlation between trauma and substance abuse and eating disorders and then mood disorders is very high. And so... Um, you know, it's not, we don't ask, um, you know, what's going on. We, it's, it really is, you know, what has happened and tell us your story and, and beginning to help that person heal. And so we have some very specific components of our eating disorder program um, for those who experience eating disorders. But what we found very quickly is that uh, rarely did somebody come in with just one of those disorders. And so right. we have our folks in group together and so that they can experience um, what other people are experiencing in their recovery uh, and healing process. And um, so that the, the specifics often get dealt with in um, individual therapy because we do not only 12 hours of group therapy each week, we do individual therapy um, as well. Um, we can do family therapy over the phone if we need to do that or in person. And um, so even with our addictions folks, all of our addictions folks get nutrition information. You know, that's one of the things that um, we've felt very strongly about is the role of nutrition in and eating well in the healing process of not just eating disorders but addictions as well. Um, and in addition to that, we use uh, uh, several different dietary supplements, some of which have been developed by Dr. Carolyn Ross. Uh-huh. our eating disorder consultant out of Denver, Colorado. And then uh, we use another product, Synaptogenics, that's been developed by Dr. Kenneth Blum, who's been doing addictions research for more than 40 years. And um, so we, we use the dietary supplements as well as the evidence-based treatments, um, such as cognitive behavioral therapy and dialectical behavior therapy, EMDR, things like that. And then, as Lee said, we use some of the complementary alternative medicines as well, acupuncture and 
Um, we've used some chiropractic care, massage and body work. Um, sweat lodges. Sweat lodges. Ceremonies, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Ceremony, ritual, um, you know, things that, again, just, you know, we many of us grew up with those kinds of ceremonies and rituals. Um, when we were younger, and it seems like we've lost a lot of that in our transition, you know, to into today's world. And uh, we're yeah. talking about creating a rites of passage program for young men that really is going to be about helping, you know, the, that young adult population cross over into adulthood Absolutely. and helping them individuate and separate from families in a healthy way, um, you know, that they've not been able to do in the past. And- so. And Holly, you said something, and my ears kind of went up. And I'm—I've been in—you know—I've worked in and around the field for a long time, but I'm not an expert on anything. And you said trauma-informed perspective. Mm-hmm. And could you explain that to me and to other lay people exactly? Uh, I think you described it, but I want to get a clearer picture because it seems to be very important to you. It, it is very important to me, and, you know, oftentimes what we see, I mean, this is, you know, Bill Wilson said this in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, too, that, you know, alcohol is but a symptom, and, you know, that's not to mean that, you know, alcoholism is not a disease, but it just simply means that, you know, when we drink, we feel better, <laughs> and then that stops working, and so for us, it's about not just addressing the tip of the iceberg, but then looking below, beneath the surface, to what are the things that that have gone on in that person's life that contribute to the drinking and the drugging in the first place and that keep the person that oftentimes are the relapse triggers. And it could be, when you look at trauma, trauma can be defined in a number of ways, but it's it's basically a, a, you know, normal response to an abnormal situation that happens. And people, you know, we, we go revert back to fight, flight, or freeze. And so there's been all kinds of studies that show the correlation uh, between adverse childhood experiences. There's a, a study that was done um, between the Centers for Disease Control and Kaiser Permanente Insurance, and uh, they surveyed over 17,000 Kaiser consumers and found a phenomenal relationship between what they called adverse childhood experiences and what we in the field often uh, label as trauma. And so we look at that, and what we want to do is we want to help our clients heal that that trauma that they've been carrying around, that they've been using alcohol or drugs or restricting their food or binging and purging, um, depression, anxiety. We want to help them heal from that so that they can create a life that that they deserve to live. Right. So, John, there's very common points of view that, Culturally, we share. There's things like life is not fair. You know, right. um, uh-huh. you know, bad things happen to good people. There, there's a lot of agreements that we make with ourselves during the course of our childhood growing up um, that if you never revisit those agreements, you never really fully realize that you're operating your life based on those, those agreements, those mm-hmm. how you manage to rationalize the crazy that goes on around us um, in day-to-day life in this world and at home as kids and in our culture. Um, and, and that really is the foundation of how we live in the world. And until you've gone back into it and really looked at it and questioned it as an adult, then those agreements stay in place and they become yeah. filters that we see our see the world through. Yeah. You know? um, 
you know, life, life's fair, life's not fair, who cares? That's just a point of view or an opinion. Life is right. what it is. And the, the real experience of life is not in what's going on outside of us, but in how we respond to what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where this trauma-informed perspective is so powerful. Um, and it's not about creating or defining or, or putting people in roles as victims and survivors or perpetrators. It's about going way deeper than all of that, that we're all really living in response to the, to the environment that we grew up in. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's profoundly powerful um, as a human being to work back through all of that stuff, not from a place of judgment, but to get clarity on why am I the way I am. You know, why do I do these things? I mean, Holly yeah. says fight, flight, or freeze. I thought those were the three ways you respond to everything. Right. I was like, oh, really? There's other choices? <laughs> we're, coming, we're coming up on another break, and, and I get very excited hearing these things because it really is about, I could hear, you know, my friends in recovery saying, this is exactly what Bill and Bob were talking about. Mm-hmm. You've got to do inventory, and you've got to go down there. In the Buddhist teachings, you've got to find your true self. And what are those things that aren't true? And we're going to continue the discussion uh, about integrative care uh, with Holly and Lee when we come back. And please go go to the website, integrativelifecenter.com in Nashville, Tennessee. And when we come back, Holly, I want to talk about Really, one of, I think a jewel of your program is the Morning Star facility uh, okay. outside of Nashville. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. No matter what you have tried, healing is always possible. Learning about healing, what it is, and what it can do brings a much clearer understanding of the process. Listen for the Healing Power Hour with Suzanne Hill. Our program will help you understand your own body so that you can understand how you can reduce or eradicate any negative health issues that you might be dealing with. Healing is energy-based, and by learning how it works, you help yourself. Tune in to the Healing Power Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back. We're... 
We're having a great show today, and I'm, I'm enjoying very much the conversation with Holly Cook and Lee McCormick from the Integrative Life Center in Nashville. And Lee's the CEO and founder, and Holly is the executive director. And as they described in the first segment of our show, there's a left and right brain sort of dynamic going on and uh, with Lee and Holly. And we've been talking about integrative care and how the the field of addictions uh, has changed and is changing. And I, and I believe very much we're talking to a couple of people in a facility in Nashville that is, is very worth looking at as far as being leaders. And, of course, our program is sponsored by Westbridge, which is about totally integrative uh, care for mental illness and substance abuse. I think we're talking about, you know, all the very same things. And uh, this is going to help human beings, as Lee has described. And I had the ability, uh, the honor of touring some of the facilities a couple of weeks ago, and Holly took me out, and I, and I uh, kind of said we would talk about this in the last segment to their facility, a residential care program for women called Morning Star. Holly, can you tell us kind of how that got started and, uh, you know, more about Morning Star? Mm-hmm. We, we started Morning Star, you know, when we opened three and a half years ago, we really hadn't thought a whole lot about having houses and residences for folks to stay in. And then we started getting referrals from treatment centers and, uh-huh. and, uh, we were getting referrals from people for people who didn't live in the Nashville area. So we said, well, we can solve that. And we went out and leased some, some uh, houses and created a sober living. But then what happened is that we would get folks out of residential treatment. They would step down into a sober living, and they still didn't have the skills that they needed to be able to um, to do well, to thrive in right. an independent sober living environment. So we um, created a, a next level of care, and what we have ended up doing is creating this incredible continuum of care. And so our Morningstar program is an extended care level, and it, we have it staffed 24-7. Um, we have two houses, um, 12 beds total, on 25 acres just west of, uh, in West Nashville, um, close to the Cumberland River. And so it's a beautiful environment. It's very serene. And um, so we, the women who are there, they come into town for therapy and uh, all different kinds of other appointments and meetings and um, mm-hmm. museums and shopping and things like that. So they get a chance to begin to interact with the real world, so to speak, and then be able to go back to a location that is very calm and, and inviting and, um, and just beautiful. <clears throat> You know, John, it was really the need of the client that that, um, that led us to create Morningstar. It's the same okay. way when, when I owned the ranch and we had a women's program and a men's program and a large percentage of the women, um, after they'd been sober for a while in treatment, their eating disorders would kick back up again. And wow. so it was real clear to me that, well, we have to treat the eating disorders, you know. And so I, I demanded and pushed and we started an eating disorders program at the ranch because there was a, a real need there. Um, it was the same thing with Morningstar. When clients come out of the bubble of inpatient treatment and you come back into the real world, for most people, that's the first time probably in your adult life that you actually 
could almost completely stop, completely let the walls down, completely let go of holding it all together the way you've been. You know, even the mess that we are, we're still fighting to try and hold it all together. We're still mm-hmm. trying to make our life work for us. And when you go into inpatient treatment, a lot of people can completely relax and let go. And then after 30 days or 60 days, you get on an airplane, you fly back home, you walk off that airplane, and the world you left behind hadn't gone anywhere and hadn't missed a beat since you left. And all of a sudden, you, as this newly open, vulnerable, energetic, conscious person, um, is supposed to just walk right back in, go to meetings, call your sponsor, and be okay. Well, that's just crazy. You know, uh-huh. that doesn't make sense. It's like, who, who, who thought this was going to work? Well, it yeah. does work for some people. But it doesn't work for many people or we would have a higher success rate as such in the recovery business. And we yeah. don't have a very high success rate. Um, and so there's something missing in the continuum. There's something missing in how we've chosen to define the model of treatment and recovery. Um, and that's, that's where I'm at. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I don't, none of these things are sacred cows to me. I'm watching the people. So what right. can we do to better support each individual in coming into their own and how they choose to live from this point forward? Because that's their business. It's not right. our business to tell them what they should be or how they should live. It's our business to give them the opportunities to make real choices about that and then learn what can they do to recreate themselves and their life. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, um, I guess the piece that, uh, that left an impression on me and Holly, I think we talked about it, was uh, if they move into IOP, and like Lee said, they're doing well and some other particular issues uh, raise their heads, they're able to go out to Morningstar for how, however long of a time mm-hmm. or for whatever reason. And, yeah. and that, that's 24-hour care, like a residential piece, right? Right. And right. They, they have to be medically stable because we don't provide any kind of medical care, um, you know, in terms of physical health. Now, as part of our intensive outpatient program, we do have a psychiatrist and nurse practitioner who are available. So we do provide that, which, again, is not, not the norm for many uh, intensive outpatient programs. But, yes, we can move people up and down the continuum, and it's, it's not uncommon that, that we do that. When folks are ready to step down into independent sober living, we, we do that. If folks are not doing well in independent sober living, we can step them back up into Morningstar and um, give them more uh, intensity uh, that they need. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been a, a wonderful avenue to be able to, again, truly individualize treatment. I want to give a number here real quick before I I forget to do this. Again, it's integrativelifecenter.com, and you can find it on the Internet. Or if you need to call um, with any questions, it's 1-877-334-6958. Again, it's 877-334-6958. and the and the website will of course give you show you all the different options and um, the website you can kind of weave through there. But I think also a call um, to the center and if you have any questions, they would be glad to uh, to assist you. Lee, you were going to say. Well, I was going to say from the business model, you know, one of the great things about what we do is that it's not like we have an inpatient treatment program that's forty thousand a month and then we have an IOP that's. 
5,000 a month. So clearly from the business model, we want to drive all of our business into the inpatient 40,000 a month deal. Here, it's like the costs are all relatively so close together and it's relatively so inexpensive compared to inpatient treatment that, that there is no conflict between the business model and what's in the best interest of the client. Well, I'll and, tell you, you what. Know, in a lot of the business practices, there is a conflict between yeah. what's truly in the best interest of the client and what's the best revenue-generating position for the company. I have enjoyed our talk, and it seemed like it went really, really quick. Again, Holly Cook, the Executive Director, and Lee McCormick, the CEO of Integrative Life Centers in Nashville. Please check it out on the website. The phone number is 877-334-6958. I think it's very exciting uh, what you're doing, and I, I hope that all of us in the community can get integrated into what you're doing. And uh, again, thank you. Uh, thanks very much to both of you. And this has been One Hour at a Time with John McAndrew. Thanks so much, John. Thanks, John. appreciate you joining us today for one hour at a time. Successful recovery from a substance abuse problem or mental illness depends on education and support of loved ones. Thank you for being that support system. Be sure to tune in next week for another hour of education and compassion. One hour at a time. We'll see you next week.